Welcome back to Beholder to No One, a TTRPG podcast. Today I'm here with Mike, a friend that I met and got to play with in Last Caravan RPG. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here. Yes, I'm excited that we get to talk about this because this is actually something that's been on my mind a lot lately. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I have no I idea. It's been on all of our minds. And that is, is podcasting, streaming, a job or a hobby? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> I think it's a loaded question. <laughs> it sure is. It, it really is. Because you're going to get a thousand different answers depending on who you ask. Like, the answer is yes. To, yeah. That's, that's just the That's it. Answer. That's the podcast, everyone. We've done it. Good job. <laughs> We're done. Roll credits. <laughs> no. And, and this doesn't just happen with podcasting and streaming, but that's just what... I think we have the most experience with, but just like anything that you do in the tabletop community, really, or anything that you do as a hobby. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk out there about like, do the thing you love and you'll never work a day in your life or don't do the thing you love because you'll end up hating the thing you love. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's a lot of, it's a lot of both. I think getting into something like podcasting, TTRPGs and immediately going, you know, I'm going to do this because I want to be like super famous is sadly for me probably not going to be something that works out you know it's just there's so much and I'm not saying you can't do it you definitely can but it's just sort of it's it's a process and it's not you can't become you know critical role overnight yeah without putting in a ton of extra work I actually made a comment in another episode that critical role wasn't even critical role when they started <laughs> no my god if you ever try and go back and watch the first episode of season one of that show it is uh painful, painful. yeah very much so, so. <laughs> but yeah it, it it's interesting because i come from this as a as i've been officially doing freelancing for a year and podcasting is still like i'm treating it like a job i have been treating it like yeah. a job even though i it is a hobby it's technically it does not pay me enough to justify it being a job but i noticed that when i work with particular people not everybody they don't treat it like a job they treat it like a hobby so it's very easy for them to brush off an episode or to skip a session or to uh, forget or things like that it's like it's not their main priority uh. and that's kind of when I started to realize like there were two distinct sides of it and, and that's not wrong or bad in any way no it's it just, just how different people approach it yeah, it, it just kind of clashes sometimes. Yeah, well, I found that to be true about anything in the creative industry. Um, and, you know, there are, uh, and again, like you said, this is not a knock on anyone either direction, but there's um, people like me and I assume like you who, you know, got into this wanting to sort of get something out of it, to more than just the enjoyment. You know, you want to actually make something of this hobby and make it into something you can do full time uh and then there are people who are just doing it for fun and both of those things are totally valid but a lot of the a lot of times those groups don't necessarily understand each other (laughs) yeah and and for me like i got into it originally as a hobby like that was my original goal it was just to have someone somewhere to talk about the things i enjoyed with people that enjoyed it because my husband was tired of listening to me talk about it. (laughs) And it just kind of grew from there to becoming more and more. And I was like, I'm I'm very stubborn. Um, (laughs) And everybody who's listening to this that knows me is like, yeah, no shit, Nikki. (laughs) Yeah, but you have to be. Like, you have to be stubborn to look at something as ridiculous as I want to get paid to you know, play pretend with my friends around a table and keep at it after the first couple of, you know, like, okay, I put a podcast out in the world and two people listen to it. Uh, yeah. Cool. To go from that to, like, putting out the next podcast, which is what you have to do, um, it's a rough transition. Yeah, and I think, honestly, like, I didn't start actually, like, I'd always treated it like a job because I yeah. wanted to make sure I, I put things out on time I was very upset the first time I had to skip an episode and it was on accident. Like I, d- I thought I had uploaded it and I didn't, and I didn't realize till the next oh. day. Oh, that's, that's hard. 
And so I was very upset with myself. So I, I purposely uploaded two episodes the next week to make up for it, which was silly on my part. And now, like, I, I'm much nicer to myself because <laughs> I don't have the time to stress myself out over it and, like, hit a deadline. So if I can't get something edited in time because I have paying client work to do first. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This week, there's no one shot catch us in two weeks like yeah and you have to do that too like as much as it's anything you read about you know making a a hobby into your career or making something creative into your career there's going to be a ton of advice you know like if you look at advice for writers from people who write uh, who are like successful novelists they'll all be like you have to write every single day or you're not a writer but like not everybody can do that some of us have kids some of us have day jobs um uh and not keeping to that kind of crazy schedule doesn't mean you're not doing the creative thing you want to do and that you're not like worthy of the career you're trying to pursue. It just means you have a real life and you have to focus on that sometimes too. Yeah, or that you actually give yourself breaks unlike some of us. <coughs> I'm not calling myself out there at all. No, 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 not at all. Who needs breaks? What is sleep? I don't, I don't know. My, neither does my Fitbit, evidently. It keeps yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it, that that's precisely the point honestly it's just it's figuring out what you want and then for me I found I started with audio editing as my official this is my job this is what I'm charging people to do this is what I'm actually earning income on because I'm, I don't earn income off the podcast I'm gonna be honest I don't yeah I've been doing it for two and a half years and the money that I earn is through an affiliation program that I'm with Die Hard Dice and through my Patreon, which shameless self-promotion. If you want to support <laughs> the show because you like it, I have a Patreon. Give you her should money, go check please. that out. <laughs> Give me your money so I can continue to do the things I enjoy to do. Give us your money, all that you got. <laughs> it's like all I'm asking is three to five bucks. If you, if you donate yeah. five bucks, you are a mind flayer. Don't you want to be a mind flayer, guys? That's the tier Everyone level. Everyone wants to be a mind flayer. <laughs> yeah. There was an ancient dragon one. But oh, yeah? Yeah. It was a cool one. Decided there was... It was just, it was unattainable and people weren't using it. So I decided to get rid of it because it was putting more, going to put more work on me if people actually did sign up for it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. Know that's if I have time to do that. <laughs> that's always the, the the hard thing too, because like the stuff you need to do to make money in this is more work. Like, okay, well, I need to set up a Patreon. Well, in addition to the stuff that I'm doing for free, then I have to say, okay, well, you get posts early, which means I need to edit them early, or you get special content, and then I need to make the special content. Mm -hmm. And so that's rough too. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. industry to try and survive in. Pretty much. I, I basically just, I got to the point where I, I said, I'll, I'll upload if I can. You'll get sneak peeks of yep. artwork and stuff like that, which worked great when I had plans for things. Um, so like, <laughs> what is planning? How do you do that? Right? Well, like Dice Before Dawn and Sound Control RPG were two podcasts that I was going to bring up. And I started working on them about a year and a half ago. And we recently finished recording for the Sound Control RPG, the first show, and I'm recording the second one, but we haven't edited anything yet. But I already have artwork for the first show. So I wanted to share it, but it's it's silly to share it a year in advance. Oh, God, yeah. When people have, like, no idea what the heck you're talking about. You're and like, then, how much early promotion is too much early promotion? When right. When can I start crowing about this thing that I'm really excited about without getting people too excited for something that doesn't actually exist yet. Right. And then with the vampire game, it was a vampire, the masquerade game. I was so excited. I got an amazing artist. I even paid, like I, I went to an artist that was more expensive because his artwork was fantastic. And I just, when I saw the artwork, I'm like, I need it. I need this as the artwork for this show. And I got all the pieces. It was like over $300 for everything, which still isn't terrible, but yeah. it was more than I was comfortably able to spend at the time and a year and a half later i finally had to just say hey this game is not gonna happen like i had to make oh. that decision literally like this month oh that's rough yeah because oh, in man. that time we hadn't recorded like we we had we kept having cancellations and i'm not gonna 
like I'm not gonna blame anybody because it's not anybody's in particular's fault. It's just it's shit happens, life happens. Mm-hmm. But I just finally got to the point where I'm like, I can't continue to put my energy into this if it's not gonna happen. If there's not a chance that it's going to succeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just did, we just released the first episode of, yeah, or the first season, sorry, of Yavin Radio, which is this Star Wars story podcast I've been doing. It's a, been a personal baby of me and my best friend, Jarris, for a long time. And I say for a long time because, well, we recorded the very first episode, I think, three years ago. And we released the first season this year. <laughs> because it took us that long to get through all of the stuff and get to, like, a place where we had time and a plan you know because my wife and I had a baby and we moved and the pandemic and all of this stuff happened and all of it's just life happening like you said but then you find yourself in a situation where you have this grand plan and suddenly you're like oh I can't do the grand plan just yet I have to wait for other things Mm -hmm. or it's not in your hands yeah like that's the biggest thing I think I have a difficult time with, with doing podcasting and streaming. And I am, I will be the first to admit that I am a person that needs to be in control of things. First person <laughs> to admit that that is my personality. But when you can't force people to show up because you're not paying them to show up, because you can't afford to pay, because you're doing this for fun, yep. you can't justify getting, you can't get mad at them when they don't treat it like a job yeah because they're not getting paid either exactly Exactly. so it's upsetting still but you can't get mad you 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 can't like you can but you can't like hold it against them right and it's just like it's stuff like that it's overall just figuring out what you want to do and even if it's not streaming and podcasting there are so many things that go with streaming and podcasting or tabletop games in general that you can do and i'm learning more and more things that are career legitimate career choices that i'm like wait i can i can get paid for that yeah really (laughs) i'm sorry you get you get they get paid how much (laughs) can we can we table that one you know for all of us out there who are struggling for one reason or another uh, to get all this stuff done. There's other people out there who want to pay for, to get that stuff done. And if you've got skills, they will pay you to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just recently, mm. I, so I, I've been offering audio editing for about, for about a year now for clients. And I kind of got burnt out a little bit. Like I still have a couple of oh, clients yeah. that I do stuff with, but I can't control the quality of people's work. I can offer suggestions. I can I can make I can say everything I want to help them. But sometimes like the work was older. Like they recorded it years ago and yeah. me making a suggestion today for something that happened years ago isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, that doesn't help. Right. Um, you know. And there's a lot of situations you'll run into like that where it's like, "Oh, if we knew better at the time, we would have done something different with this thing." You know, I've done that a million times. Right. Uh, but we didn't, so now we've got to work with what we've got. Exactly. And it's, it's very easy to end up living in what-ifs in this kind of industry. Uh, but that'll is. just tear you to pieces. Yeah, it's like, what if I did this correctly when I first started <laughs> in 2019? Then where would I be yeah. today? Probably the same place, like, honestly. But, uh, like, even looking... Now I'm looking at the career choices and I'm looking at what my options are, trying to find ways to continue to make this a job for me. Not just podcasting, but, like, the other side, the back side of podcasting or or the back side of, like, building the games that we play in our streams. And um, the three things that have popped up, one I found out earlier, but the, the other two are newer. First was professional. Yeah. That was a huge one for me that I never thought was an option. I, I really didn't think that that, that would ever be I an option. So the only people who got that industry has popped up the way it has. Cause like so many people, so many of my friends are making good money off of their GMing talents by doing that. And I love, I love that that's an option for them. I love that there are people out there who are like, we want a good GM. So we're going to pay you money for it. And they're like, cool, we're going to take your money and run a good game. <laughs> right. And, and that's, and that surprisingly has been working, and I'm really happy about that, though the hard part, I think, is figuring out how much to charge and how much you're worth, and that's a whole nother conversation of um, Nikki is not secure with herself, and 
charges way too less. Um, but the the newer things that I I wanted to add was podcast consultation and um, developmental writing. You know, with podcast consultation, this one is this was one of, this this is something I was offering kind of already, but for free to people who were like clients of mine in audio editing. Newer people to podcasts were like, "Hey, do you have any suggestions?" Um, and or I would listen to their show while I was editing it and say, "Hey, here's some things that I noticed that might make it easier for you going forward," or "Here's some things to look out for," or "Here's some tips and tricks for making your audio clearer or crisper or whatever." And I did that for two or three people, and it helped them a lot. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Glad I could help." I never thought like, hey, I can actually offer this to other people and charge money. And and when I actually was looking into it, I, was, I still thought it'd be like, what, 25 bucks an hour max, maybe? <laughs> oh, no, 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 sweet dear child. If you Google podcast consultation, just the first two links I clicked on uh, were excessive, but and not the average, but 150 to $199 per hour. The average is around 85 per hour, but that's still a ridiculous number to me. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. Yeah, and I was just like, wait, what? Um, can I, how much do I charge? Like, I literally had to have a conversation with someone to, like, justify <laughs> the cost of I of me charging even close to that number. Um, yeah. And I've recently even reached out to another person who has been doing podcast consultation and said, hey, here's what I'm seeing that is offered. Here's what I can offer. What do you think I should charge or how do you think I should go about this? Like asking for advice so I can go through with this with like full understanding of what's happening. Um, and it's just wild to me because like there's consultations for everything. But I was yeah. like, wait podcast consultations a thing that i can actually do am i qualified for that shit <laughs> and you are and that's the um the other fun thing you know is finding that kind of niche um one thing i do want to say because i feel like you know from the beginning of this podcast we've been like oh it's hard and oh it's frustrating and you know making money is difficult and all that work it's also a ton of fun uh, to do this stuff and there is as we said before absolutely nothing wrong with just doing it for fun if you just want to do a TTRPG podcast with your friends and you know because uh, you think you're funny uh, or you think it, it, you know your other friends will listen to it and enjoy it um, you don't have to go all out on the like trying to find sponsors and trying to um, set up a you know um, income and that all that kind of crazy uh stuff you can just uh you can just do it for the fun of it and that is okay and that is great actually it's more than okay um you should be able to do things for fun if you want which is why with the, our answer at the beginning of the podcast was yes it's it's both you can have a great show that's um something that you're producing as like a side job or a job or you could have a show that's uh you know, something that you're just doing for fun and you don't care how it sounds, or you do care how it sounds and you're still not looking to make money off of it. Uh, you know, it it all depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, But don't exactly. let anyone tell you you have to be critical role. <laughs> right, because honestly, just don't, yeah. don't aim for that, please. It's just, yeah. you have to have so many potential things that fall in just the precise way and have the same opportunities and that's just very unlikely so but yes it I mean, it is a lot of fun that's that's why we still do it otherwise <laughs> i'm not sure why i'd be doing this for two and a half years if i didn't like it i i will say yes it's hard it is 100 percent, but it's worth it if you enjoy it yeah um and if you don't enjoy it don't do it <laughs> right exactly like, which is such, a, it's such an easy thing to say and it's such a hard thing to like because i know a lot of people including myself sometimes who are like you know i used to think i wanted to be a filmmaker um and when i finally got started getting on film sets it was like this this sucks this is not at all 
what I want to be doing with my life. And it's really hard to get past that, like, okay, but this is what I spent all of my time and career and, you know, college trying to figure out how to get into and how to do, you know, I have to like it. And even if you think something is your passion, if it turns out it's not, that's okay. Don't worry so much about it. Um, Certainly don't spend years agonizing about it uh, the way I did. Just try and find the thing that you do like. And, you know, that's a struggle. You know, we don't always have, we don't have a ton of time in the really real world to, uh, you know, try a million different things and see which one sticks. But don't punish yourself and make yourself miserable because you think you should like something either. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, like, there are people who take breaks too. Like, that, that, and this, that's valid. Like, if you're having a lot of fun playing the games, but then you don't like the editing aspect of it, then it's okay. Like, if you can afford to hire someone or if someone else at your table is willing to do the editing, go with that route. But if you can't, I literally was DM a game that was a podcast and and the person who was editing is like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do the editing anymore. And they couldn't justify the expense of paying someone to edit and I couldn't justify the expense of taking it on for free. So it stopped being recorded. It didn't stop being played, but it stopped being recorded, so now it's just a fun game. Yeah, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, In fact, that's probably better, because then there's nobody sitting at this fun game going, oh, God, I'm so stressed (laughs) out about editing this later. Right. Then that's the biggest thing, I think, is just, like, knowing when to to call it quits and and when to... When it's not... mm, it's not really calling it quits when it's just like making a tactical retreat yeah well even even phrasing it as calling it quits like that's okay it's okay if you need to stop doing something um for any reason but especially because it's it's not fun anymore um or if it was never fun to begin with, which happens sometimes too. <laughs> right. I mean, God knows how many projects, how many, thanks to ADHD, the amount of craft projects <laughs> that I've started because it seemed really fun at the time and it was fun until I made the thing and then I made the thing and never wanted to make another thing again. Yep. Yep. That's how it works with our stupid brains. Yeah. Brains be like I, that. Um, I dislike it because there's a lot of things I feel like I could have done really well if I had kept interest, but nope, that's gone. Yes. <laughs> I, I love, I find it always really funny when people are like, oh, I, like I get really excited when I want to show people my art, even if it's been years since I've made something. I'm like, oh, look at the thing. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. How Did you do any others? Nope, that's it. Nope. But it, it looks so cool. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, Believe but, me, if I could make others, I would. But uh, that's apparently like, not going to happen for me. Right, they're like, well, why don't you make more? I'm like, because I wanted that, and I made that, so I did, and now I'm done. <laughs> that's legitimately, like, half of my projects are, um, I wanted a painting that I saw online. It was a gorgeous artwork that I saw. It was a critical role artwork, actually. And the person wasn't selling it. They weren't, it was just something they put on Twitter, I think it was. And I don't remember who the artist was at the time, because it was years ago. And I was like, I love that. I want that. Do they sell it? No okay I'll make it myself and I, and I replicated <laughs> yeah. it and I painted it myself and now it's hanging up in my best friend's D&D room hell yeah that's awesome and then I did that again but with like I saw someone making a shadow box diorama theirs was a little different because it was like Mario themed and like what if Mario was decrepit and had resin involved with like the liquid inside <laughs> in the sewer and it looked really cool but I was like I want I want a shadow box. I want something that looks like it's popping out. I want it. You know, I want a holder. So I made a holder. <laughs> and, and then, then I never made anything no else. One? It was it was colored painted <laughs> the same way. <laughs> nice. The only th- that was also when I realized that my picture on my logo doesn't have the number of tentacles it's supposed or eye stalks it's supposed to have. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. One, two, <laughs> shit. We are missing some <laughs> eye stocks on this logo. It's, but that means it's well, not just, a true beholder. That... <laughs> so no it's copyright infringement to no one. 
<laughs> exactly. It was all yeah, on purpose. Very good pun, by the way. I would take credit, but with proud. my friends' suggestion. Nice. I just fell in love with it. I'm like, yes. Like my my go tos are like dragon related because I was I used to go by the Dragon Queen online, oh, and nice. I I ran um, uh, I I run slash ran like I'm not really a huge part of it anymore, but a Facebook group called the Dragon's Rocket Ship, which was a fantasy sci fi, uh, nerdy Facebook group, and it just had a ton of writers and in, in it and just general nerds, and um. So no one, I, I no one can see me salute when I did that. Why did I do that? It's an audio medium. <laughs> hmm? uh, oh, I, I did the general nerds joke where I did the salute, you know, like saluting mm-hmm. general nerds, but and it's an audio medium, so no one can see that. And now I've explained the joke, so it's terrible. <laughs> and now we should leave it in uh, just so everybody feels our uh, the shame. Yes, feels the sh- the deep awkwardness I feel in this moment. Hello, sorry for the interruption here, but I wanted to give you a advertisement for one of our friends in the tabletop community. Please give it a listen and go check them out. Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1 p.m. CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. And now, back to the show. I have this podcast called The Ace of Geeks. We've been doing it, you know, the podcast for over 10 years now to a raucous and huge audience of millions, of course. <laughs> and there was a couple of years where I decided to try and turn that podcast into a full-on, like, uh, nerd news website, like a mini IGN or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I put, poured a ton of work into it, had a lot of amazing writers working for me for free. Uh, but it sucked, dude. Uh, like, I... Uh, going to a convention and having to think about like, okay, who am I going to interview when I'm, while I'm here? How do I get on press lists? Where do I, um, uh, you know, um, how can I make sure that we're, we get this news that was announced out before anybody else, which you can't do because, you know, the bigger sites get the news early so they can have their articles ready. And it was just like, okay, I'm torturing myself with this. It's not fun why don't we just go back to making podcasts? And that's what we do now, and it's really fun. So, you know, more on that don't torture yourself front. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of like when I realized I wasn't enjoying um, audio editing as much. I still need to do audio editing for my own stuff. And thankfully, I do have some help. Like, I have Matt who edits the discussion episodes. So, hi, Matt. Thanks for editing. We love you, Matt. Honestly, it's a lifesaver. And then every once in a while, if I'm falling behind, I have a couple other friends that are willing to jump in and like help if I need it, which has also been like, I try not to abuse, but it's been a godsend when I need to like desperately get a client piece done, but I also need to get this thing done. And it's just the timelines are crash clashing and it's not working. But when I realized I wasn't enjoying audio editing anymore, I was like, what else can I do? to earn money and not go back to that corporate hell hole that I called a job. (laughs) It was like when I mentioned the TTRPG development thing, that one is new. I didn't think about it being an an opportunity. Like I I helped a couple people with their books. Like, and, And what that is is specifically like helping people ensure that their guide or their their tabletop game makes sense in a technical standpoint. So you look at the tabletop games and you look at it from a technical standpoint because 
a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people in the tabletop community who create things are very creative individuals, which is fantastic. But not all the creative individuals are also good at the technical side of things and yeah. the logical side of things and like explaining it in a way that other people who have never seen the system make sense. I enjoy the creative side of things, but I, I really enjoy the logical side of things and the technical side of things. I uh, like more a godsend to people like me then. <laughs> right. I, I like, have like, you know, I my side projects or even my like podcasts, uh, you'll hear it when the show is done. I have a very difficult time explaining what the F I'm talking about or trying to sell and having somebody who can do that is very, very helpful. And what's funny is like I learned that skill by being in a corporation. Yeah. And I, I talked to someone recently about, like, can I justify saying that I can do this as a job? I don't have the experience, quote unquote. And we discussed it a little bit and realized that I do. I, I, for, I for seven years, was the sole person to make all of the manuals and the user guides and the training instructions for all of the departments of my company, including corporate level things sometimes and emergency vaccine related things when we had like an, a the huge COVID situation happening and it was just i was the one that made all the all of those and i was the one that took all the notes and, and put it all together to make it look presentable and understandable so that someone anybody could look at that paper and follow step by step as long as they had access to what they needed and and that's the same thing as writing an rpg book basically <laughs> right exactly and i didn't put two and two together and and that's something I actually thoroughly enjoy doing. Like my bachelor's program final project was a manual for a front end office staff at a doctor's office because I got a health administration degree, which I didn't think would be, ever be relevant for this type of field. But hey, look, it's being relevant right now. Woo. It's amazing the things you can discover that are super relevant that you didn't think would be. Right, right. And I didn't think most people needed that because like I, so speaking of, you needing people like me. I need people like you. I can be creative, but I get caught up in the reality of things. Like I need to research everything and find out like, is this actually make sense? Does this work? Does this actually flow properly? And I get caught up in all the potential possibilities. I need the help. I need help with someone to bounce ideas off of, or I get overwhelmed with the creative side of things because there's so many possible ways it could go. And I start going down rabbit holes that I can't come back from. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I know that feel. <sighs> I will literally spend hours trying to figure out exactly how to randomize attributes and get nowhere because i'm like well what if and how, how do i do this and how how many times do i need to test this theory to make sure that it actually works well that's valuable sometimes sometimes you just need to throw yeah. it out there and hope it sticks <laughs> it's where i'm usually just like it worked the first time Okay, we're done here. Right. I think it's funny because like people don't realize that those things are options. And if you want to work in the field and not treat it just as a hobby, but you want to keep the gaming side of things still as a hobby, then look for other positions that are available. There's producing. Yeah. There's editing. There's project management. There's community management. There's audio engineering. There's assistants. There's media specialists, there's developmental writers, there's creative writers, there's so many positions that you could do if that was something you wanted to try, but still keep, so still work in the tabletop field, but not necessarily make playing games your job, Yeah. if that's not what you want. Plus, making playing games your job is basically becoming a full-time actor, and that's, as we've just stated, somewhat difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an actress in any form of way, and I absolutely adore games that just, like, utterly crush me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I find games that do that and I can keep playing them for a while and they just so happen to be streamed or podcast related, I'm just extra happy that other people get to share this emotional turmoil with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in so many games, but I'm in, I'm in other games that are like just for funsies, and and there's no recording involved, and it's just so we can play and have fun, and and then I'm in games that are just for podcasts, and they're not going to be released yet, and it's going to be a while. So, 
It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it works out. <laughs> and it's great. Yes, 100%. And, and also, my favorite part, my favorite, absolute favorite part, whether this is a job or a hobby, is just meeting all the people. So many yeah. people. And they're all cool. Like, I mean, they're not all cool. Some of them are jerks. But, like, so far, I've had really good luck with everybody that we're, you know, that I've gamed with. And it, it's just been, it's a really fun way to meet people, if nothing else. Yeah. I, I honestly will say that, like, I have met over probably about 200 people in the last two, two and a half years and have played yeah. with over 200 people or had them on my show or whatever the case may be. But out of that 200, I've maybe met five that I can think of off the <laughs> top of my head that I wouldn't enjoy playing with at a table again, which is not bad odds. I've met far more of those types of people in the real world than I have in, you know, the online gaming deal. <laughs> right. Like, at my job, there I hated like half of the, 95% of the employees there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to work with like 95% of the people there because they were like gossips or jerks or whatever. Yeah. But in the tabletop community, like we all have a common interest that we share, and that's playing games and telling stories. So for the most part, those usually align unless you just have a different type of story that you like to tell, which is perfectly fine. But one thing that I do enjoy about myself is that like I can go very dark, deep, in-depth with like super evil or um, shitty world where like all the bad things that exist in reality exist in this game and the consequences are terrible and the light choices of living are low and I'm, I can be prepared for that and I'm okay with that game. But I can also go into a lighthearted, goofy game as well. I prefer yeah. a happy medium, some chaos, some seriousness, some goofy, <laughs> but every once in a while I like going towards either side of the table for whatever game, and it depends on what kind of game the, the group wants to play. Um, but there are people who, who only want to play serious games, and there are people who only want to play goofy games. I could not play only goofy games. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I can happily play goofy games until the day I die. But I, I mean, totally understand why that's different for people. Yeah, I love goofy games. But I love goofiness when there's seriousness mixed in. Like, for example, um, we did Scum and Villainy. Yeah, um, we did. My character was chaotic as fuck. She caused <laughs> so much problems, and she was goofy. But there were serious moments, too, where... Things happened in the game that actually made sense. And while there was moments of goofiness, there was also still serious portions of the story that kept the intensity up of the game and made us want more and made... Like, I want to continue that storyline. I really do. I want to play yeah. that character again. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and honestly, who needs to bring it back? We need, to, <laughs> we need to do another one. We just need to have another... I know that we did a part two and finale or whatever, but that was not the finale. <laughs> there is a, another finale, and then a finale after that, and we're going to be those people that just keep having finales. <laughs> <laughs> Forever, until we have a full series. Forever! Forever! Like, You'll never escape us! Ah ha ha It's like, you can't let me play a character that gets to sleep around with whoever the fuck she wants and has a drinking... <laughs> And a sex problem, basically, and gets like randomly lost for two weeks, and then not tell me I can't play them again. Like, come on. Definitely. Where is the um, fun in that? Yeah, uh, it was hilarious how in that game we would constantly overindulge to a ridiculous level, and then the next plot would be okay. Well, we have to go find this person we lost. I'm sure you had a main plot hoop, but uh, you're not going to get to do that. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, that that that's long gone. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> not sorry, really. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right. It's like, I know there was a plot. I don't know where <laughs> it went, but I think it got lost when I did for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> sorry. Um, and and what's funny is like I purposely did that because I thought it was hilarious, and we had made the comment of how my character, um, my character had gotten lost in the past and i'm like if i overindulge i only I, if i roll a one i'm fine but if i roll anything but a one i overindulge and then <laughs> i could go missing for two weeks 
It won't take up too much time. Waha, waha, waha. Yeah, my mistake. It took up way more time than I thought it was going to. Uh, it's fine. But, um, but it was fun, and that, that's what that's what matters. And yeah, it and while it was for stream, and while um, money may be earned on the stream overall, but which that's not why I'm on the stream. I won't say if they we do or don't. That's not my business to provide. But yeah, I have no idea either, and I play games on that server. Well, you know, actually, sorry. I have no idea myself, I should say. Not I have no idea either. Yeah. It's just, like, I literally, off, I, words. The first time I got paid to play in a game, I was confused, honestly. <laughs> because I legitimately, I was watching my grandfather. Uh, my parents went on vacation, so they asked me to come up and basically house it, but... I was really just there to make sure that he didn't fall, and if he did, I could call the ambulance to get him up. Somebody. So I posted on Twitter, hey, I don't have anything to do tomorrow night. Does anybody have a game? Because I knew I was bringing my computer with me, so I'd have my full setup, because I needed to work still, um, and I was going to yeah. be there for like five days. And Tabletop Titties responded saying, yeah, we're going to play Dune. I'm like, do I need to know anything about the game to play? And they're like, no, I'm like, great, because I know jack shit about Dune. But I'm interested. <laughs> so I played, and then I was actually surprised when afterwards they're like, hey, what's your PayPal? I'm like, why? They say what? And, and it wasn't like... At this point? <laughs> it wasn't like an eye-opening, groundbreaking type of amount, but it was like I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. I got paid to do yeah. this. I had a similar Weird. thing the first time I got paid for acting. I was like, oh, you want to give me why <laughs> are you okay like yeah did you break like i'm confused <laughs> but yeah it, it i'm really glad that people can make that their job by being yeah. on stream and that's what they enjoy doing being the center of attention or being the face of things and while i like being involved in things and i don't mind having my face out there obviously i'm on streams i don't necessarily want to be as famous as popular as some of the other people that are out there <laughs> like if i get there cool <laughs> you know it's i think nerd fame is where i want to end up just because nerd fame is somebody like I was going to say Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer probably gets recognized on the street these days, but like not everybody, like I want to be one of those people who's extremely famous at conventions and then can go home and not be recognized. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, honestly. I used to do YouTube and I did uh, as part of the BookTube community, which is literally just you read books, you post about books, you post about your new books, you post about the books you're getting rid of, you review books, whatever that that's literally all it is but it's a very niche little group of people and i did it for like two years maybe maybe a year and a half and i got to like 300 subscribers and i hit nice. i remember because i hit 300 subscribers on the day i went to booknet fest which was a new convention that was just created by two people who were on the com in the community and thankfully it was in orlando florida which is only about two and a half hours away from me so I was able to attend. And the first year I went, I was still newish, and I I didn't think I was going to enjoy myself as much because I didn't know anybody except for via Twitter or YouTube. And I was worried that like this wasn't gonna be fun for me. Like I would I would kind of feel awkward, especially since it's like a, such a tight knit group. And when I got there, yeah. it was the exact opposite. Which was really confusing because people <laughs> actually recognized me Ooh, and not in a like, oh my god, I love nice. you kind of way. But it was just like, oh, hey, I've seen your stuff before. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You, you've seen what? You sure you mean, don't you sure you don't mean somebody else? <laughs> right. And, and that happens now. Um, I've played with people that I've seen on Twitter or people follow me who I've seen on Twitter or on, on t TikTok. And I'm like, Wait, ha you noticed me? 
I'm confused. <laughs> Senpai, you noticed me? <laughs> pretty much. And it was it was really funny because all of it is perception. And we all think we're smaller on the totem pole than we might actually be. Yeah. And I remember talking to um, David Tilstra from, from our podcast. And he is a fantastic role player. Absolutely door playing with, with him in my games. And we were just chatting and he made a comment about how he was like really surprised that he got to play at a table with a professional GM. And I'm like, but, but why? Like, I'm, I'm just me. Like, I'm just, I get paid for like one, one or two games a week. Yes, but like, that's nothing special. Like, you though, like your podcast is fantastic. And I realized at that point, like, we were both in awe of each other in a small way. We <laughs> felt like we shouldn't be there. When in actuality, it was perfectly okay. And I've had people on the show that are really big now, and I'm so happy for them. And they, like, they'll still talk to me, and they'll still want be interested in playing with me. And I love that because I'm glad that, they, that they're not letting fame get to their head first off, but also, like, they're just <laughs> wonderful people to play with. So it's, it's, it's just... That was the hardest thing for me because I, I know that a lot of people think that if you want to if you want to do this as a job going back to the original topic at hand you need to only think about the numbers and about like the clout chasing and who can you talk to to get to where you the highest you can possibly go and sure i guess that could work but it won't be real and people will recognize that in you you know and there's not nothing wrong with being a person like that but just be prepared that they will recognize that in you <laughs> yeah eventually they will they will catch on that like hey wait maybe you're not in this for the right reason maybe you're just using me to get followers and there, and there are people who do that and they succeed sadly in youtube specifically but like tiktok youtube any type of me social any type of media really but i had someone when i invited them to be on the show they're like well why do you want me i don't have any followers i'm not going to do anything <laughs> for your show and i'm like I don't care. Like, my very first actual play... I said that's, that's like a 100% not why I'm doing this. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm here to play games with people that are fun to play games with. And, like, looking back and just pure proof of the matter, like, my very first actual play was me, my husband, my best friend, her husband, and then my best friend and her husband's co-worker. And I had the biggest following. Nobody else was on the <laughs> internet, really. Three of them didn't even have Twitter accounts. One of them had a Twitter account, but they purely used it for, like, sharing random things and didn't have a lot of followers, and that was fine. We just did it because we wanted to play the game. So when yeah. I invite someone on the game to play who's, like, has 100 followers, they're like, oh, but you have insert random number here. I think it's, like, 2,800 now. I don't fucking know. Good and I'm like, <laughs> cool? Like, That's fine. I, I just think you're cool, and I want to hang out with you. Yeah, like, you're fun to talk to. I like your shit that you post, and you seem like you're fun to play with, so why don't we play a one-shot together and see if that's true and we like playing together? Oh, hey, we do. You want to do... You want to play in this, then? <laughs> that's that's my logic. And That's 100% of it. Yeah, and, and when people are like, oh, I'm doing a game, I'm like, ooh, I won't play. Because I played with you before, and I enjoy playing with you. And there are particular people that whenever they offer, I will jump to that opportunity to try to be in their game if I have a schedule. That yep. I have the time to fit my schedule. Because I love bouncing off of their characters. And there are people where if they invited me again, I might say I'm busy. Even if you aren't. But like I said, that's like <laughs> five people out of 200. Yeah. Everybody else is really cool. Yeah. 195 out of 200 people are cool as fuck. And I'm not going to say what the five people are. <laughs> no. If you think it's you, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we would tell you. No, we wouldn't. I highly doubt the people who it is involving listen to the show anymore either way. <laughs> so I think, honestly, if you want to do this as a job or a hobby, the biggest thing is just be true to yourself no matter what. Yeah. And 100%. don't be a dick, especially with the discourse going on right now. Treat people with respect. Treat people with respect. You're not as big as you think you are. Oh, and that's the funny thing. It's like it's like be true to yourself. Treat yourself well. Understand your own like power and 
uh, how good you are, but also like don't don't treat yourself like a superstar, even if you are one. Feel like you're a superstar a little bit, but we all know imposter syndrome is gonna push that down anyway. So yeah, 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 exactly. Have the exact right amount of superstardom. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And like, if someone tells you, "Hey, you did something." that upset me and you want to keep doing it fix it that's that's as easy as that it's that's it's honestly pretty simple i mean if you don't be a jerk in the first place you're gonna apologize and if you didn't realize you were a jerk apologize and don't be a jerk anymore like one thing that like for me for example one thing that i noticed is a bad trait that i have and, and i'm i'm aware of this and i'm like working on it was that i get very upset when games get canceled and part of me thinks it might be related to potentially autism but i'm not gonna go get a diagnosis for it but i get like just as upset as i've seen some people with autism get when their things get canceled and i would get very very angry unrealistically so and it wasn't fair to them and i legitimately understand that but i now don't say anything when they cancel up front like i purposely stop step back calm down before i say anything i still get annoyed i still get upset but that's not their fault and and it's always like 90 percent of the time it's a legitimate reason why the game is being canceled so i'm like at war with my brain of like it's okay for it to be canceled because they insert reason here it's knowing the fine upset about being canceled because you know that's it, it it's okay to have those emotions and to acknowledge that you have them as long as you're not jumping down somebody else's throat about it right and it wasn't until a friend pointed out that they like i didn't realize how bad it was really like i knew i got upset but i didn't realize how bad it was until i had a friend who was legitimately sick and they're like i just don't want to upset you i feel really bad because you get really upset when we cancel and i had to cancel x amount of times and I realized that my friends were afraid to tell me that they wanted to cancel, even when they weren't feeling Oof. well, because of the way I reacted. And that's when I had to like take a step back and look at myself for a second and say, wait, I don't want to be that person. I don't want people to be afraid to play with me because I get upset when they cancel because of them being sick. Yeah. And I, I, I had a very serious conversation with that friend, and we're still really good friends to this day. And like I explained to her, like it was never towards people that were legitimately needing to cancel because of sickness like the one time that i did freak out a little bit because of sickness was because we had rescheduled the same game like four times and like the Mm. deadline was coming up and it was like the first time i was going i was like at that point where i was about to hit a deadline and miss it so i was like freaking the fuck out like we need to play or else type of thing and the or else was my own ultimatum that i put against myself which I have now relaxed and I have now gotten better to the point that even if I know it's upsetting me, I won't say anything until I've calmed down and then come back in. I might go vent to a friend a little bit and be like, oh, they canceled again, motherfucker. But yeah, <laughs> guilt, I will not purposely guilt trip anybody anymore. And I've gotten significantly better at that, I think, because I don't want to be that Considering jackass. the amount of times that I, I had to cancel this particular recording. Uh, yeah, you've gotten great at that. I didn't. Uh, if you were pissed off about it, I had no idea. So. Right. And that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, and a lot of times, I think the first time you canceled, I was actually kind of relieved because I think I had like a fully packed day. So sometimes I'm like, <sighs> oh, thank fucking Jesus, something's off my plate. Yeah. Because <laughs> I tend to quadruple book on days, like not like at the same time, but just back to back to back. If that's what works. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's what works, that's what works. We're going to do it. We'll do it live. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and the second time I was like, it was more like, huh, that sucks. I get to go take a nap now. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. But, and with the discussion episodes, I've gotten a little bit better about it too, because I can just ask somebody else to be in, like, like record early. Like, legitimately, I reached out to a friend and I had planned without confirming just because we had stated maybe every month we would do X or whatever. Um, So I planned without confirming uh, the date that I would have an episode with this person on the 20th. And I tried reaching out, but they, I 
forgot or didn't realize that they were on vacation, so they couldn't reach out. And then when they finally did get back to me, they were like, hey, no, I'm sorry, I can't do it this month. I'm too busy. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I just reached out to someone else and said, hey, you want to record something now? <laughs> I need something for this week. And thankfully, like, the person could do it. Like, it was literally, like, a, less than two weeks that I could, I had to find a new person. But I reached out to my editor and I'm like, hey, if I get you something by Thursday night, is that enough time for you to do it? If not, I'll cancel for the week. But if it is, then I will have an episode for you Thursday night. And they said it was fine. So I was like, cool. And we scheduled it for Thursday because that was the earliest they had, literally the only time they had available that coincided with my schedule too. So we got a replacement and and it's not the first time this has happened. Um, I think when we canceled the first time, I reached out to um, probably Brianna or Wombat or somebody and I was just like, hey, you want to do a recording? <laughs> I, I just need a new episode. I don't care what the topic is about. Or I, no, 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 I remember. I reached out to Darby. Darby was scheduled for like July something. So basically oh, yeah. you just switched places with Darby. <laughs> well, there we go. That works out great. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. hey, are you busy and can you record something this week? Yes, awesome, fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> Which I think, since you know we're getting close to the time that unfortunately I've got to wrap up, I think is a or actually a really good final point here of like, like we were saying, you know, be be nice to people and people will want to come and do things with you, and mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty much a hundred percent of it. Yep, honestly, just be yeah. nice. <laughs> and have fun and it doesn't matter if yeah. it's a job or a hobby as long as you have fun yes exactly so on that note where can everybody find you all right so again my name is mike fatem you can find me on facebook sorry not on facebook don't find me on facebook uh you can find me on twitter at vengeance god you can find me on instagram at broken infinity films and you can find me on tiktok at vengeance god 2 you can listen to me every other week on the ace of geeks podcast which is a fun pop culture review podcast with me and three of my good friends talking about stuff we've seen that week you can also listen to our one of our two other podcasts that we've launched now yavin Radio, which is a Star Wars comedy interview improvised podcast, too many descriptive words, that takes place after the uh, Battle of Endor and is a lot of fun. Please tune in and check it out. It's really funny. You'll like it. And then there's the one that just launched, which is Edge of Reality, which is our first TTRPG show. Four of us are taking turns GMing games for each other. And first one up is Kids on Brooms, and it's a really fun and funny season. So tune into that if you like it. And then please check out LeagueofSwords.com. The League of Swords is my new TV show that's getting off the ground, which is a combination of the characters of fighting games, the storytelling style of professional wrestling, and highly choreographed sword fights. It's a lot of fun. I think you'd enjoy it. You should check that out. And I think that's it for me. <laughs> as much as I have. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, that the episode is going out, I don't have my full schedule yet, but what I do have is that tomorrow, I will not be involved, but if you want to, please go check out the 7th C episode DM'd by the great Rafiki over on Chaotic Ooh. Wonderful on Twitch, which is my new uh, stream I'm producing. On Wednesday, you can find me over on GM Hina's channel for Pride Never Dies. We're doing Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which I'm very excited for. Yes. It'll be the second episode of four, I believe, as long as that schedule continues. On Friday... I will be on YouTube on 2000 Tales Roleplaying with Monster of the Week. And if my calendar is correct, it will be the second to last episode for season th or for the first half of season three. So please go check that out because there are currently, at the time of recording, there are 50 episodes out and season three is starting this Friday. So I'm not sure where we're going to be at on that Friday, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be intense and emotionally damaging. Fabulous. Love it. Exactly. <laughs> and if you want anything else that I'm working on, you can check out my Twitter at Beholder to No One, and I probably have it posted somewhere or posted it early in the week on what I'm doing that week. And we'll have more accurate details on what the heck is going on. But that's all from us. Fabulous. Keep being awesome. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, before you go, I just wanted to let you know that this episode was edited by Matt over at Walsh Animation. They are part of the Table Party podcast, and I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to them, especially because Matt has been such a freaking lifesaver when it comes to editing the discussion episodes recently. So please listen to this ad for Table Party podcast and go check them out and make sure you give them some love. Thanks. What makes Table Party different from other tabletop podcasts? The music. The setting. The characters. The gore. A bunch of different games. The refreshing coldness of ice cream. The 300 foot tall squid named Delilah. The dice rolls. The horrifying body horror. The aroma. The suffering of my players. Dairy Queen Blizzards. The luxurious plush texture. The free coupons. Bad decisions. And who can we expect? I'm Kelsey. I'm Matt. I'm Gabe. I'm Walsh. I'm Chris. Welcome to the table party. 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 Welcome to the table party.